Nerd News Now. What's up, everybody? This is Nerd News Now. Normally, Miss Jen does this part, but I, uh, you know, we started talking and then it never happened. So, uh, what did you guys do this weekend? Hmm, I have to think about that. I think I worked really hard on Saturday at the store. It was very busy, which was great. Um, and then Sunday, oh, we uh, took my son out to celebrate his birthday. His birthday is not really until um, tomorrow, but he got to pick the place that he knows annoys me the most, which is Benihana. <laughs> Because we've been there every single birthday with them since they were old enough to choose. It's great food. I just get irritated at spending three hours to do something I could do an hour. Oh, I thought maybe it was the clang, 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 clang. After a while, you feel guilty that you're not like, woo, where to go? And you're like, I have see, I can, I can tell you what's happening next. I know all of the look Japanese microwave. Japanese salsa. <laughs> right. Hey, look, a onion volcano. Oh, it turned into a train. Yeah. It was a great thing. Kids love it. My children still love it as adults. But for me, I just order the what they call the lunch boat, which has everything done already on it. So it just appears and I can just eat all my food while I watch everyone else have to wait for theirs to be delved out one course at a time. <laughs> That's Dirk uh, Dirk Manning likes to go to Korean barbecue, and or not Korean barbecue, one of those barbecue places in New York where they have the food on the long skewer and you put, you, they have a little thing you flip over when you want more meat. Oh, that's probably, uh, no, I'm down for that. They're just going to like walk by my table and give me more beef. I'm okay. Except oh, that, except, yeah, Brazilian. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, except that I broke it. Uh, just like from staying. Just leave the skewer. Oh, you broke the skewer. Just leave the skewer. They're like, sir, that's not how this works. Just leave the skewer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, it's one of those things, like, I I made him and the people he was with look like small children with their ability to eat meat after I just demanded that everyone leave the skewer. Well, the problem that, that I figured out, at least for our local ones, that they like to, you know, like, breeze by your table with the, like, the really good ones, like the filet mignon. One time, and then you never ever see it again. You'll see the bacon wrapped chicken three times. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, that, that's how it is. Right. That's why when they bring the skewer of the filet McDon, you just be like, look, I have a knife and you have a skewer. <laughs> I would be afraid of that skewer because that sucker is hot and pointy. I will take my chances. I would not because. That skewer will go right through you before you can even swing your knife. Because them is long skewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't the most dangerous place in the world is between me and cooked meat. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. What'd you do, Brainy? Uh, well, you know, part of my adventure this weekend. Uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was a one-year anniversary, well, one-year-ish anniversary of uh, my wife's aunt passing away. So we had to go to church for that. And um, that turned out to be a bigger adventure than I thought. Yeah, I told him, look, I got to leave here by 6. I got to be home by 6.30, our time, our local time. 
And, um, you know, of course, I send Kyle a message. Hey, going to be a little late. Because <laughs> Kyle was late, too. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm like, hey, uh, Kyle, it's going to be a lot late now. Right. <laughs> because it seems uh, my wife decided to uh, drive her car into the... Um, um oh my god what did she hit the banana peel from mario <laughs> basically mm -hmm. she she, oh, hit the, no. she hit the sidewalk while turning into the parking lot oh i'm so sorry and of course didn't realize she had a flat so she starts driving and then my daughter calls me up yeah i'm in my own car because i was going to you know leave early and my daughter calls me and she goes hey uh, i think we got a flat tire <laughs> And of well, course, yeah. In a, a Mini Cooper, you can choose to have a spare tire. If you do, you have no trunk space. And my wife likes her trunk space, so she took the tire, the spare tire out, and left it at home. It's been sitting in the garage for quite some time now. <laughs> See, this is where you're very different than my dad. My dad would have been like, "Well, best get to walking," <laughs> right? Because uh, well, if you're dumb enough to not have your spare tire, you deserve it. Yeah, I was I was being nice. I was like, all right, look, you go to the because you know after the after the church we oh, they were all going to dinner, so I'm like, you go to dinner, um, and uh, you know I'll take the car home. And of course, I, we made it there like what ten minutes before we were supposed to start, right? Yeah, something like that. It was like five minutes to go, and we had to set up because we streamed Brainy Set live. To uh, to the Taji Beats tw uh, Twitch account and yep. to Mixcloud. Yep, we did. And oh. considering how quickly we set all of that up, it, we can't complain, right? We had yeah. some hiccups, but yeah, I mean, he didn't play Tom's rest, Tom's Diner nearly enough in that set. Um, <laughs> and it was it was it was a lot of love songs this week. But well, other than know, that, it was great. I, I didn't get a chance to do a, a proper set, so right. I, I just replayed. Uh, I just picked a playlist, and it ended up being the Valentine's Day playlist I had. So it was all love songs, which was a great mix. Like that one placed high in the Mixcloud charts. So like bringing it back around, hopefully it pans out. Well, which we have to re-record because um, my, I've, you know, in the rush, I completely forgot to hit record on my end. Oh, I can. Uh, we'll talk. We can talk about that after um the, yeah, the show. I, I thought there was a sound quality issue. Not tremendously. I mean, yeah. nothing you couldn't fix with a little bit of time in any audio editing software. All right, we'll have to check that out later. Yeah, we'll talk about it after the show. Yep. Uh, I worked, um, both days, getting ready for surgery. Uh, but so I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of ducks to get in a row and as you all know if you've ever tried to wrangle ducks they're not friendly no um so they refuse to line up hmm? the only reason i would wrangle ducks is if i'm about to cook them and at that point i don't care if they're gonna be <laughs> or not they're dead it's true so no, it was, it was, yeah, I mean, this weekend was pretty low-key for me. Today was my big busy day, but uh, this weekend was pretty low-key, so. I, Fun. Mm -hmm. 
I did have some, uh, you know, very disappointing news this weekend. Um, as we all know, you know, Bridgerton came out this weekend. And I wasn't able to watch it on Friday, which is very disappointing. I started, but couldn't watch it. Uh, couldn't watch it Saturday either. So I sat down watching it Sunday. And Saturday evening, I asked my daughter if she had caught up to it. And I was extremely disappointed to hear she has not even watched season one yet. Control your progenies. I, I know. I, I've got to ground her or something. She hasn't even caught up on Emily yet, and I'm just, I'm devastated. You try to raise him right. But my daughter did ask me to go out to watch a play with her. Um, her friends in high school, or else. They, her friends in their high school had a production of uh, Bye Bye Birdie. She actually asked me to go, so that was fun. That was, oh, you know, that spending time with my daughter was awesome. And Bye Bye Birdie is a great show. Really good it music. It is. Um, this was a high school production. Um, majority of it was, was uh, girls. There were a few guys. Of course, there are a few guys. Um, I, I, I kind of felt like the guys didn't want to be there. What? What do you mean? I, I, it's I just all girls school and the guys didn't want to be there. No, it's not all. I I, I oh. think they're. Let's just say acting may not be the first choice. Got it. Uh, they weren't. They weren't terrible or anything like that. It's just, I just didn't sense that you know, it's something they wanted basically. Because I'll be honest, when I was in school, if the parochial schools or the private schools were like, "Hey, we need people to do our musical." Every dude I knew, whether they could act or sing, signed up because that was a whole pot of potentially available women that didn't know you. Yep. And, you know, I had a bunch of friends who got into theater because more women there than dudes, and it works out all right. I got into theater because I enjoyed it and more women there than dudes. But, like, you know, it's one of those... Uh, I always like going to see a play, um, you know, when you get the chance. We have a favorite one. Do I have a favorite musical? No play, just play in general. Or play? Oh, to do it's the Odd Couple. I've been in it six times. Uh, six, yeah, six. Um, to see. I love Guys and Dolls era, you know, so Guys and Dolls, Carousel, the kind of the golden age of Broadway. Oh, yeah. Uh, modern modern shows, I mean, uh, I saw Come From Away. That was really good. Um, you know, I'm, I've auditioned for Hamilton, but, you know, that was just kind of on a win. That was just for fun. So... Tick tick boom man, tick tick boom. I I haven't watched it yet. Oh, that that's... I well, so rent is in a different kind of world for me. Um, I don't count that as anything. Rent is its own thing. Um, so I I have to be in a very specific, very right mental state for rent, or for anything having to do with Jonathan Jonathan Larson and the creation of rent. Um. Actually, that doesn't lead too much into the creation of rent. It, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's literally a take on his life. 
Uh, right. But the pro so when I first was in New York uh, working, I became friends with people who were friends with him. So it's one of those things is like one degree of separation makes it kind of hard to, you know, this person who created this thing that you hold so dearly. Yep. No, uh, except for Seasons of Love. If I never hear that song again, it'll be too soon. Because every choir ever has to sing it. And, you know, it just becomes one of those things. So, all right. Uh, so some news has happened. I suppose. Um, should we start with the thing that is most out of place? Uh, there's a lot of things that are most out of place with our conversations. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the Halo television program finally debuted. Uh, and the interesting thing about it is that Paramount Plus, which are, I, I will cop to not being the largest of the streaming platforms, uh, reports that it's the most watched premiere in its first 24 hours uh, breaking the record previously held by 1883, which was the spinoff of the wildly popular show Yellowstone. Okay. Uh, which starred Sam Elliott, uh, Faith Hill, Tim McGraw. Um, I watched the first couple episodes because I wasn't watching Bridgerton. And... Uh, I, as someone who was super, was super addicted to the game, it felt like kind of a cheap version of what they were trying to do. But also, I think part of that is, is that if you only, if you held true to the game in any way, there would be no plot. It would just be running around killing aliens, which is basically what that game was. So, like, there's there's a level of two episodes in, it felt like this, but I, I think it has a lot of potential to find its footing. I also heard buzz that people were kind of disappointed, but I couldn't tell you if it was because of the quality of it or whether there was, like, some kind of... Is there, like... Are they departing from some storyline that happens in gameplay, maybe? Well, like, in the in the game, you never see the Master Chief without his helmet on. Correct. Did they mess He's, that up? He has his helmet off, like, five minutes into the first episode. No, that's... Now, that's not to say that he doesn't have his helmet off, like, while on his own ship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just don't see that in gameplay, so I'm willing to I'm willing to accept that as a there are things we don't know. Uh, but it just felt a little bit. Mm, I'll be honest, it felt like a Gears of War story set in the Halo universe, which is just two different video games. Well, th there's also the rumors that this may not be a canon TV show. So correct. And if, if that's the case, then, hey, you know, they can do it. They, they have freedom to do whatever right. they want with it. Absolutely. So, like I said, I'm willing to let it find its find its, find its its legs here. Um, I am personally waiting for another couple of episodes to see if I want to see what the buzz is like and whether I want to watch it or whether I want to wait till the entire series is out. Right. Like I said, the th and, and there's, a, there's a generation of us that have been waiting for a Halo 
thing, movie, TV show since 2000 and Lord, what year did that game come out? <laughs> uh, was it three or four, I believe? I, I want to say 2003. Yeah, because um, I remember... Uh, Halo Combat Evolved was 2001. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember we used to, after after I got married, uh, my brother and a couple of my friends we used to come over you know to our new joint and play till two o'clock in the morning and um i realized i get headaches playing halo <laughs> oh yeah no i mean my friends and i have thousands of hours on this game oh yeah i'm sure we all do uh for those of you who don't know halo is a video game based loosely on larry niven's uh ring world concept um the the sci-fi books uh it was the big game that really put Xbox on the map I I would say like it as a it, I mean they were lo- uh Microsoft was losing to to PlayStation pretty hard and then Halo came and was a, it flipped the script yeah, interestingly enough, I was always a PlayStation camp. Um, I didn't like paying for the monthly subscriptions where PlayStation used to be free. Um, they had better games. They had more games going for them as well. And Xbox was, you know, it, it was Microsoft's. It was Microsoft's. <laughs> right. We didn't know very much about video games at that time. You know, they, they this is their first console. And um and Halo was one of the games that basically, you know, and today, in fact, I don't think I have a PS5. I've, I've had almost every Xbox that's come out. In fact, I've had every Xbox that's come out. Uh, I, I stopped at PS3. So, yeah, the Halo basically did it for Xbox. Yeah, I uh, I played Halo the first two almost exclusively on PC. Oh, nice. Uh, and then uh, bought an Xbox 360 so I could play Halo and Gears of War, and then switched back to PlayStation, and then sold my PlayStation and haven't had a console since uh, until I just bought a handheld console. So, like, I don't know. I've walked away from being a gamer so much, so that may be part of why I'm willing to be like, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, I don't game very much either, but I still have most of my consoles. I did sell a couple of my Xbox. Uh, what is this? What are the last series was? But that's because I had uh, four of them. I uh, I sold my PlayStation Four uh, to cover a diamond bill. Man, that's disappointing. Well, I would. I also wasn't playing. Like it had sat and collected dust, and like just sat and sat and sat. And I'm like, I need. I can get three hundred bucks for this thing, and that will cover my diamond bill. Okay. You know, that was when things got weird towards the end of my store. That was one of the ways that I was able to make up was selling some of that stuff I wasn't using. So we actually had um, one of the years that we did the extra life thing. One of our employees decided that for his 25, 24 plus, you know, it's always 25 hours because it's always on time change weekend. But, um, that he was going to decide to make a run through every Halo 
and he literally had like monsters or whatever drinks lined up next to him and he had like kind of a couch built in our in one of the rooms and all he got up to do is go to the bathroom i surprised like he didn't like, like die from some kind of like blood clot in his legs or something but he made right. it i used to on pc be able to run through halo one in two and a half three hours like it was i knew where the spawns were for everything i knew where to th- where to start shooting where to throw grenade like it just it became like rope memory you used game genie no i just played it that many times like i probably played that i probably played that one end to end 10 15 times wow but all right uh other news uh simu lu head over to the movie world uh, who was Shang-Chi in Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, announced this week at Awesome Awesome Con that he will not be signing any Master of Kung Fu comics uh, or any other offensive works at fan conventions. Uh, stipulation was added to his upcoming appearance at Awesome Con that he will not sign Master of Kung Fu comics or other comics deemed offensive. The character Shang-Chi was introduced in Special Marvel Edition 15 uh, when the character was brought back The two for the two following issues. Uh, the title was changed to The Hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Um, he uh, won't because of the offensive and outdated cultural stereotypes. Um... Simulu has been one of those people who's kind of pushing, who's kind of not pushing. He's uh, been a kind of fierce defender of Asian rights and representation. So uh, I get it, but at the same time, uh, feels like an unnecessary way to shorten your line for autographs. And it's you know you're pushing your fans away. It's it's disappointing to hear, you know. It's, but I've always felt, you know, where entertainers, I understand, you know, uh, there's they've got to draw a line between their politics and their fan base and you know their work. There's there's got to be a certain point where you say, hey, yeah, I'm not going to cross this. Um, if there's a project and you know you want to do, do it. It's understandable, but. Your fans are coming there to see you. They want they want you to you know, especially if they're paying for your autograph. Yeah, it, it's something that you you know you owe your fans. You, you have that career because of them. You know, granted, you know it's, it's a it's you doing the work as an actor or you know writer or whatever whatnot. It's still your fans that have given you that the mantle to stand on. So. You you said you said something that I want to I want to ask. Is it owed to the fans uh, to sign whatever the fans want to sign? And if so, where does that line get drawn? So and and then concurrently, is it different when it's a celebrity actor person drawing that line as opposed to say 
uh, the time I met John Byrne and he wouldn't sign anything from Marvel. So Kobe Bryant refused to sign any baseball cards, posters, anything like that, um, except for children. And he had a valid point saying it's just going to end up on eBay and, you know, um, it's not really the fans wanting it. Um, okay. I respect that. I don't like it. I respect it. Um, yeah. He could have personalized it to that person and said, hey, it's personalizing. You know, uh, that, and maybe he did do that. Maybe he did personalize it for people. But, you know, the overall his stance was he wasn't going to um, autograph anything except for little kids. And uh, whatever is being, you know, whatever Upper Deck was selling at that time, uh, authenticated products, memorabilia. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why I bring that up is because he made that clear to everybody. That's, you know, that's how he's going to stand. Um, not not political. It was basically saying, you know, hey, look, uh, yeah, that's my belief. He, he doesn't want he doesn't want people profiting. He he doesn't mind signing it, but he doesn't want people profiting off of it because he knows that's what's going to happen with it. Okay. Um, John Burns and Marvel. That was yeah, man. That's that's a tough one as well. If I'm going up to you and paying you a hundred dollars to do a signature. Um, Man, yeah, you know, it, it, it's a tough one. Well, I mean, he wouldn't, like, take your money and then say, I'm not signing that. He would say, I'm not signing any Marvel. And so if you show up with a Marvel book, he just wouldn't take your money. You waited in line, wasted your time. Yeah, I guess. Uh, that's a tough one. Again, I, I respect his belief. Um, but, you know, it's his work. He, you know, he did the work for Marvel. I understand there was a beef between him and Marvel, but... The fan wants, you know, this again, it, it's not the fan's fault. I'm not saying the fans are always right, but, you know, if I've got, uh, gosh, I can't even remember what some of his work with him. Uh, right. It, you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like I said, it was one of those things that we heard through the grapevine. Well, like day one of the show while we're waiting in line, he's not signing Marvel. Like he had put it on social media or whatever. Uh, oh, uh, oh, I, okay, I guess. See, that's not, I don't think that's fair to the fans. Especially if I, if all I like is Marvel and I don't like anything else. Well, nah, I can't say that. I personally like other stuff from John Burns anyways. <laughs> right. I mean, that was, that was the thing. It's like, okay, I, it's fair, I guess. And if that's the only reason you came to the convention, you might have a gripe. Yeah. But, Miss Jen, what do, you, what do you think? Well, okay, so... As long as he is willing to give alternatives, like I think that they should be listed, maybe what he will sign. So people aren't believing that he won't sign anything that's Shang-Chi. So if he would list which, which of the series, like would he sign the most recent one that just came out? The most recent series, is that acceptable? I think that would be fine as long as everybody knows before they get there, and if they so you don't accidentally go and you know spend a lot of money buying issues that he won't sign. And it's kind of sad that he wouldn't sign ones that because clearly within there are like a bunch of first appearances of bad guys and that kind of stuff that he won't be able to sign. But and honestly, personally, if I was going to go there to get him to sign something, it would be more of the modern stuff. I wouldn't have him sign a book that he had nothing to do with or nothing that you know. Right. I mean, and that's, 
So that's the other thing, right? Like, it's so... I never quite understood having, like, people when they'd have Stan Lee sign a mod, uh, Dan Slott book. Right? Like, they'd have a Spider-Man by Dan Slott having Stan Lee sign it. Like, okay, maybe as the creator of the character, but he had nothing to do with that book. You know? For I mean, that's that's a cool in a, him signing a modern poster. So it's, you know... With Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and you know Steve Ditko, and all those guys, anything they've created, and that's still, I, I don't see a problem with them signing modern stuff because they don't do modern books anymore, and a lot of fans can't afford some of the older stuff. Uh, maybe reprints, yes, but right, but no, I mean, just as a personal preference, I never got it. It's understandable. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you want Stanley's autograph, I'd rather have Stanley's autograph on a print. Of a book he worked on than on a book he had nothing to do with. Understandable. Yeah. Of course, we none of us can get any more Stanley signatures. Right. No. <laughs> I so on this one, my 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 kind of opinion is this: is that if you're gonna take a stand like this and you put it out well ahead of time, like he's done, it's fine. It's it's disappointing. It's frustrating. Is it gonna maybe hurt his ability to appear at conventions? Maybe. Like, is it going to hurt his ability to make money? Maybe. But, yeah, if you put it out far enough ahead of time, it's... I guess it's fine. It's just, like I said, it, it is frustrating. It is disappointing. It's not like you're not going to be able to get something, like, not anything signed. Gonna right, it's not like you're saying no autographs. And I met, I met baseball players who were like that. You know, they wouldn't sign autographs, period. They would at signings that were arranged by their agent, mm-hmm. you know, and like if you were a kid and you went, they didn't necessarily charge you, whereas they charge like adults, but they weren't going to sign before a game or after a game because that's they're there to work or whatever. Like, sure. I, I get that, I guess. Like I said, just just a little frustrating. Hey, you know, to their credit, it's their right. They can do as yep. they will. Uh, yep. It is, you know, and they, it is a free country, so. Right. I am going to, though, if he's ever at a convention I'm at, I have a Kim's Convenience tote bag that says, <laughs> okay, see you, which was the tagline or the catchphrase from the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have him sign that. And if I ever run into Paul Hyung Sung Lee, who played Appa on the show, who's doing Comic-Cons now because of his role in The Mandalorian, I'm having him sign it too. Very excited. Oh, yeah. Get all man, you got to get the entire cast to sign that. Bag. I would love to. I just don't right. know that Andrea Bang or the woman who played the mom, I don't remember her name, are are doing conventions. And uh, Andrew Fun, Fud, I, I don't know exactly how to say his last name, who played uh, Kimchi, is actually coming to town and playing our comedy club soon. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to meet him. Uh, let's see. Other things that are worth noting. Uh, Moon Knight drops this week. So that's a Wednesday thing, right? So Tuesday night? No, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, depending on your part oh. of the world. Okay. Wait, Disney, I thought Disney Plus only does Wednesdays and Fridays. Oh, it is Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Yes. You're right, you're right. I'm thinking about when we're doing our, our Moon Knight recap on the experience. No. <laughs> and it's, we're doing it on Thursday, so that means a show. Yeah, so, I got All right, so is this, is this 
gonna be releasing mm-hmm. blocks or is it like a Wednesday night one show? Next week one show. I um it, don't have that information in front of me. Well, it may end up being two episodes and then one every week. Something like that is what I would expect. And that, and you know, which leads to my question: is um, is it worth waiting for the entire series to come out? One of the downfalls I had—I should say downfalls—but what was the downfall? Why the Last Man? You know, um, Cloak and Dagger, and all those the Hulu shows were always a weekly. And after a while, I lost interest. There was so much other content out there that was competing where. I could sit and binge that I forgot about all these other shows. I forgot, forgot about Runaways. I forgot about Cloak and Dagger. I forgot about uh, mm-hmm. Why the Last Man. I know those shows exist. Uh, it, is Moon Knight worth waiting? Or is it going to be one of those Mandalorian type shows that you've got to watch it right now? Well, and that's one of the disadvantages to my job is that I have to listen to Dan Wickline give a spoilery <laughs> review you know, on Thursdays, uh, which means I have to watch it on Tuesday, on Wednesdays or Thursdays. Yeah. Um, so I never get to know. Um, that said, with this one in particular, I think it's one of those that I will want to watch it, digest it, watch it again, digest it, watch it, you know, kind of because of the type of character Moon Knight is. It's like the Legion movies when they made the movies about Legion from the X-Men. Um, or the movies about Legion from the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Wait, what movie um, was that? Legion. I completely missed that movie. Well, it wasn't technically about Legion from the X-Men, but it was about a character with multiple personalities who very much resembled Legion from the <laughs> X-Men. This was when uh, X-Men was owned by Fox and Marvel and those guys did not have the right to do things like that. Yeah, it was like, this is legally not that character. Yeah, basically a hero. Yeah. This is named after that thing from the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's exactly it. Um, So, but I will like, so I'll watch it and then I'll rewatch it. And then probably every week when I go through to watch the new episode, I'll rewatch the last episode. Uh, which means by the time the series is done, I'll be tired of it. But um, unfortunately, that's just the way I'm going to have to consume this one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I liked what they did with DMZ uh, when it dropped to HBO Max. It's a three-ish. It's a three-episode series or four-episode series. They dropped three episodes in one day, and then the next week, number four came out. Like it's done. And it was a well-done series. Uh, right. The last time I watched it, it was a well-done series. So you can binge it and then f- you can binge three episodes and then finish. Like It's like having dessert. Like it was good. Um, um, so we'll see. So any speculation? Are there anything you guys are hoping to see in the Moon Knight television program? A good story? Yeah. There's an article out this evening. Um, Moon Knight series synopsis indicates a fifth personality for the Marvel hero. Uh, As I can recall, there are only four from the comics. 
Yeah, and that that one of the things I fear is Moon Knight might be a bit too complex of a character for a general audience. And I hope that's not the downfall of it. And I and that's why I'm hoping that it's a good story where it gets people involved enough that you know they want to stick around and watch the rest of the series. My my hope on it is that it it is too much for the general audience. Um, but that they find a way to make it consumable. Um, so, like, Loki, on the face of it, is too much to just give to schmucks. Right? Like, to give to the average viewer the concept of the multiverse and the time, the time, you know, the timekeepers and all this kind of stuff, and really what Kang is, is incredibly in the weeds as comic book fans. But they found a way to make it consumable for the average person by taking it slowly, by kind of just sort of giving you the need to know stuff and not the whole of the idea. Okay. So they dumbed it down, but in a good way. So I hope, I hope that that's kind of how this goes, right? Where it's, yes, it is too much, and for the people who want to deep dive and get really into the weeds they can, but also they don't have to. See, the difference between Moon Knight, at least the way I would see it, is between Moon Knight and Loki is the general audience was already introduced to Loki. They were familiar with the character. So he was, and they knew he was a mischief. They knew they were, you know, he's going to do weird stuff. So they were able to do the multiverse with him. And a lot of people, you know, not just some Marvel fans and everybody... The general public was trying to figure out how they were going to do or incorporate the other universe with them. You know, how are they going to bring mm -hmm. X Men and uh, Fantastic Four and all those other into the Marvel universe? Mm -hmm. and so people were anticipating it. Moon Knight is coming from far left for everybody, uh, even comic book fans. You know, Moon Knight's not a very popular character. Well, it wasn't for years, and then it kind of. It kind of tipped off a few years back, you know, half dozen years back or so. Like it started to really grow. Yeah, what's his name? The Fraction. Lemire. Well, the Fraction and the Lemire runs really helped. Yeah, correct. Um, so maybe so. I don't know enough to know the answer to this, but is one of his personalities Kansu? Yes. The it so Kanshu is voiced by a different actor, okay, in the show. What what role Kanshu will play, we'll find out. Okay, so I was just uh, thinking if that's what if, if that's what they're counting as the fifth personality. Yeah, I don't know. Um, just says it's alluded to five personalities. So, is Kang the fifth personality? <laughs> no. They, they could do that. I'd rather be Krang. Because <laughs> then at least when I misspeak, I'll get it right half the time. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to mention, um, and this is not necessarily news, but it is. Uh, it's time again for the Gary Reed Independent Creator of the Year Award. Um Gary Reed, who, uh, for those of you who may not quite be in the know, 
uh, was the founder of Caliber Comics. He's the guy who discovered James O'Barr and Brian Michael Bendis and uh, so many other powerhouse creators. Um, and uh, I'm just going to read the thing because they paid someone to write this and it's better than I can say it. Uh, the Gary Reed Independent Creator of the Year Award showcases the best and, bright and brightest up-and-coming independent creators in comics. The late Gary Reed, comic writer, publisher, and mentor, spent his career supporting and giving voice to independent creators through Caliber Comics, in addition to creating his own prolific body of work through the Caliber imprint. Gary embodied the absolute best of what the comics industry is all about, creative and compelling storytelling, a breakneck work ethic, and the mindset that you always pay it forward and invest in the next generation of creators. This award will be bestowed upon the creator who most espouses Gary's spirit in addition to creating comics of their own, either self-published or through small press publishers like Caliber. The recipient of this award will be someone who also encourages, lifts up, and helps other independent creators on their journey. Uh, so nomination and submission. Uh, nominations are due by the end of the week. Um, if you head over to cherrycapitalcon.com, uh, you can find the Gary Reed Independent Creator of the Year Award nomination form where you can nominate a writer, penciler, inker, colorist, letterer, editor, publisher, layout, designer, or other uh, for the Gary Reed Independent Creator of the Year. Kyle, before you think about it, you, you don't want to nominate me, man. I appreciate it, but you don't have to. Don't do uh, it. Don't worry, Brainy. I'm good. <laughs> I know but, as soon as you heard the other category, you were like, oh, I should nominate. Like, I understand. You don't, don't. It wouldn't be fair to everybody else. Well, you know, it's, we can't load the ballot box. So, no, but uh, if you guys uh, head over and nominate, there's so many great people working and as active as the three of us are in following that kind of stuff, we can't follow and know everyone. So uh, please, please, please head over there and nominate people. Um, Remind again what date the last uh, It is due by the end of the week I'm not sure if it's Friday, it's Friday. If it's April Friday. 1st or if it's the 31st That's so, March 31st or April 1st Yes I'm, uh, I'm relatively sure I can get them to go to April 1st So um, yeah, just make sure you nominate people who you feel are worthy. Oh, it says nominations are due by midnight April 1st. I found it in the small print. Uh, please only nominate each creator once. Uh, they're not tallying up the votes. It is decided by an independent board of people. So it's not just a popularity contest. So make sure you nominate the people you feel most worthy. Uh, Brainy, you're giving me terrible flashbacks. Sorry, man. I had to respond to that. Yeah, it's... No, 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 no. It's the first time I ever met you in person through a computer screen. <laughs> uh, you had flames in the background, and you had your you you were typing, and it looked like you were typing on your camera. <laughs> and I remember thinking, God, this guy's cool. And then I found out you like Emily in Paris, and it got a little worse. <laughs> so... Anyhow, uh, head over to cherrycapitalcon.com for that. All right, we got like eight minutes. Uh, what's happening in comics this week? I, I want to point out, Miss Jen, that Kyle did whatever he could that we do not discuss 
Bridgerton at all tonight? <laughs> How did this happen? Uh, I show prepped. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised to see it's a light week this week. Yeah, there are some number ones that are uh that are maybe worth noting. Um including some from DC that look promising to me. Um Batman Beyond the White Knight number 1 and Batman Phase Clan number 1. Uh, Cities of Magic from Scout. Uh, from Keen Spot, One Night in Prague, number one, which I just hope is a remake of One Night in Bangkok, the song <laughs> by Murray Head, but I'm sure it's not. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the first thing that pops into people's heads as soon as you hear anything, any One Night in. Mm-hmm. Uh, X-Men Unlimited Latitude, number one. Uh, Zombies versus Robots Classic from Image. Uh, what do you guys know about Sit Comics? They're not standing? <laughs> well, that's a valid point. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a book out this week, The Headset Binge Book. Huh. Uh, it looks like in all ages... Uh, surprisingly, it's not on my list. I've never heard of the company or the book before. Uh, let's see. There are other. Oh current... my god! I'm sorry. We are getting it. There you go. <laughs> and it's actually on you're, my pool. <laughs> you are cooler than you thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked under the headset, but it's actually just headset number one in the beginning. Okay. Uh, apparently, they have other books called Blue Baron Binge Book uh, and Super Suckers Binge Book. Super Suckers, huh? Yeah, I don't know what this. I don't know what the deal is with this comic, but they've got about five titles uh, between last year and this year. Well, I will be getting their latest one, and if I have a chance, I'll read it and I'll let you know. All right. Um, there is um. Another number one coming out this week, Immortal X-Men. Didn't I say that? Did you? Oh, no, no, I didn't. I went to the other X-Men book. Yes, you did. Uh, That's right. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man is supposed to have supposedly a new first appearance, which people are looking for. Oh, this is the week that I think that the TMNT 127 has the return of... Um, it is. It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, did you mention Quintera? I did not. I'm trying to figure out who published this. and Keenspot Entertainment. Keenspot has two books out this week, apparently. For those that don't know, Marry Me was a Keen Spot book <clears throat> originally. A oh. couple, couple of trade paperbacks that are worth noting. Uh, Good Boy, Volume 1, trade paperback from Sourcebook Press. Yay! And uh, Killer Queen's trade paperback uh, from, uh, what was it, Dark Horse. I'm sorry, Kyle, did you mention Season of the Bruja? 
You did, right? I did not. That's uh That's not one that's on my list. It's Oni Press Book. Oni yes, has a couple of new number ones this week. I wonder if something is killing the children is going to just destroy everything this week. Number 21? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be uh, returning. Wow. Excuse huh. me. Interesting. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I, I just looked at our numbers on Star Wars Bounty Hunter number 21, and I'm surprised we ordered as many as we did. I was going to say there's a number of like number twos this week that are worth noting uh, or, you know, a little bit further out, I would say, you know, not just necessarily number twos, uh, including We Don't Kill Spiders number four. Um, was that book on hiatus for a while? I feel like it was, but I couldn't tell you. Oh, he got, got busy with other stuff. Yeah. Um, the last session, number four from Mad Cave. Uh, the last session is a phenomenal book. Um, uh, there's one that I know is on. Hold on. I'm, I've gone away from my list and I'm waiting for it to load back up. Um, never mind. The image is not there. It's disappointing when an image is not there on release. Right. I'm excited because there is a manga coming out that the volume two I was excited for. I am a cat barista. Are you a barista? I am a barista, but not a cat barista. And another hardcover book, which sounded cool. I know I bought it because it had the word Shakespeare in it, but it said it's ham hyphenated let. So ham yeah. Shakespearean mashup. Nice. I'm a sucker for anything Shakespeare. There is a new Buffy the Vampire Slayer 25th anniversary. So yesterday was the 30th anniversary of White Man Can't Jump. Buffy debuted five years later. It feels like those two things should be further apart. Yeah. Yeah. Darkstalkers, uh, Morgan, number one. Right. Now, Darkstalkers is a DC or a Marvel product, right? No, I thought that was a Dark Horse. It's Wooden. Who am I thinking of? Am I thinking I of know. Dark Stars? Dark, I thought Dark Star is a DC title. Darkstalkers is based on that video game. And Udon or Udon or I don't know how they pronounce it. People pronounce it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I clearly am conflating a bunch of things in my brain as exhaustion sets in. Been there, done that. Ghost Rider number two. Wow, I thought that came out last week. Uh, the Assassin uh, Affairs of State or Killer Affairs State. Killer Affairs State. Yeah. Number two yeah, comes I've out. Been, I've been. Telling people they were missing out on if you're not getting it. Happy Hill issue number two finally comes out. Uh, it's by Comics Tribe. It's a good story if you guys haven't read it yet. If you need a copy, let me know. I'll send you one of the exclusives. Mm-hmm. 
keep an eye out for Hulk number five. Yeah, I uh, let's see. Um, also, and I'm not sure it's a hundred percent out this week, but it's something that we've gotten uh, previews for is John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artisan Edition. Uh, if you're into art books, those are the bees pajamas. And I, I have a feeling I forgot to order. I remember I was looking for it on our orders, and I didn't see it. All right. Anything else for the good of the order? Count Crowley came out last week, uh, Justin. Mm-hmm. It sure did. Do we want to play the trailer? Because I have it saved on this computer forever now. I will have to also mention, just because this looks like it's going to affect some people, uh, their comic shops, that... Uh, some of us got notifications that our shipments from Diamond will be 24 to 48 hours late. Yet again. And, and this is, <laughs> it's happened so frequently that pe- people are actually not used to it. You know, they're, they're, they understand it. Mm-hmm. Back in the days, it was, you know, it was always a, our fault that we didn't have the books out. At least now they understand, hey, there are other circumstances that are out of our control that... Mm-hmm. A lot of things like this happen happen to happen. Yep. Which, you know, also kind of brings up the point whether Wednesday is really now the new comic book day. Uh, you know, it, it's it's more of a it's a shifting target nowadays. I remember when DC made the announcement that their books could be available on Tuesday. And the uproar of New Comic Book Day is Wednesday. Uh, and I'm impersonating a very specific type of person who was of that mindset. It's <laughs> a pretty good likeness. All yeah. Um, and now here we are just a couple of years later, and it's like, remember when everybody said you need to adapt? Mm-hmm. Your hand got forced, didn't it? Yeah. Um. I think if I was still running a store, like, on the daily, my mentality would almost be to just start marketing Saturday as New Comic Book Day. You know, I, I don't I don't know if it would work or not, but it would be my kind of my lean-in, right? Like, I know that most weeks I'll have my books by Saturday. So if I hold everything till Saturday, I don't know. Well, the, so the thing that I think is interesting that has happened is it used to be like the, the real worry for retailers was that if, if you waited to put your product out, if you were in a crowded market like mine or Brainy's and probably Ohio too, um, that people would just go to whoever had it out first. And it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem with saying, okay, I'm just going to hold it to Saturday and make Saturday the new norm is that the way it is right now, I feel is like the wild west that people are legitimately, as soon as that box is arriving, putting it on their rack. Cause it's just, 
Like you most certainly can't get it early. There's no way to to be the person that's getting it early on the rack. But. Right. And but I always I also always thought that that you can't release the book until whatever market standard time is or whatever that rule was was a garbage rule. If I want to stay open till midnight on, two, you know, Wednesday morning, I should start selling when midnight Wednesday morning. But of course, that was not what the word rule was, and I thought that was dumb. And and the sad part of it is, you were allowed to pre-sell. You just couldn't hand it to your customers until nine a.m. or ten a.m. or whatever, whenever your market opens. Uh, you know. Part of us were tempted to. I was tempted to say, "Hey, can I buy that at the two stores right next to me and keep them open until, you know, two o'clock in the morning, just so I can <laughs> sell comic books at two o'clock." Well, that was the thing, right? Is that I, my shop for most of its life, was across the street from a auto factory. I, I got third shift workers who would have loved to have come over on their lunch, yeah. but I Maybe couldn't that. do nothing. So, you know, rules change, things change. It's all for the best, but I wish you all were getting your books, like, on time. That's right. We've, we're pretty adaptable as a, an industry. We've just figured out how to make it work. Like, I, I literally tell my staff whenever I get those messages, I'm like, all right, start printing out covers. So they just go and find the cover images and print out a black and white image of it. We just post how many copies we have available and we put that on the rack and people claim them so that when they come in, they sh get pulled aside for them. So there's no, they're not missing out. They just don't have a copy of their hand until later. But they don't have that worry that like, oh my gosh, what if I don't get it? Yep. Yeah, we're, you know, we're an industry that likes to complain, but we adapt really well. Mm -hmm. They just don't like change. So, all right. Well, if uh, there's nothing else for the good of the order. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we've got another hour of uh, Bridgerton to talk about. Uh, we really don't because we've already <laughs> gone over our time. We're in trouble. Justin's so, going to have to cut several minutes from this program. Kyle, you will. Well, we, we've got enough to cut. I know we've got plenty to cut. Um, you will enjoy the music on there. I don't like period dramas. It's you'll enjoy the music on there. Mm -hmm. Yes, you will. Especially if you liked. Um, oh, what's that movie that uh, was Heath Ledger about the knights, where they played? Oh, uh, a knight's tale. Yeah, where they played modern music in the in a period way. Yep, they've got Alanis. Oh. oh my God, they've got Alanis Morissette in there. I liked Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You'll enjoy Bridgerton then. There are a lot of similarities. If they don't time travel and call Socrates Socrates, I'm out. Uh, okay. They... <laughs> so... I just know if Kyle started watching Bridgerton, like the next, like the next time we did this, he'd be like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so good." <laughs> I'm currently, for no good reason, binge watching NCIS New Orleans. Okay. I couldn't tell you why. No idea. You know this discussion is going to get cut out anyway. Yep. Uh-huh. 
because we're eight minutes over our time. So, thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the kingdom of geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our smart partner station, KVQT HD 21, over the air, but you have to live in the area where that comes in. I tried it here. It didn't work. Uh, all of these shows and more on Roku right now. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup, which does work everywhere, which I have done. Now you can listen to our podcast shows on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. So... For uh, Lord Fliberty Gibbet, a.k.a. Brainy, and uh, Miss Jen, who I'm not going to come up with a fancy name for, uh, I have been Kyle, and this has been Nerd News Now. <laughs>